producers who subject themselves to these very stringent standards do so voluntarily. They don't do it because they have to. They have to do what it takes to meet our strong standards. And our standards are based on science. They're not based on anything but that. We have a scientific committee with people like Temple Grandin. And just generally speaking, all the people involved in the program are inspiring down to the consumers down to the producers. People care. The people in the store are picking up that carton of eggs that says certified humane on it, and they trace that all the way back to the farmer that cared about the hens in their care. Welcome to Utopia Hen Talk, a podcast surrounding the journey towards health, sustainability, and building a better world together. Join us as we kick off engaging discussions with sustainability influencers, lifestyle bloggers, health and wellness coaches, bakers, and foodies, conscious people just like you who are taking steps towards a brighter future. It's time to join us on the journey because there's no planet B and there's no time like now to make a difference. Welcome back to Utopia Hen Talk, where we have small yet engaging conversations focused on building a better world together. I'm your host, Paul Meyer. Paul Myers, I can't even say my own last name. Wow. <laughs> First cup of coffee at 1130 in the morning. That's what that's what it does to you. Um, I am joined by my co-host, George Weaver, yet again. George is back. I'm back. Thanks Welcome. for coming back. You couldn't Absolutely. stay away long enough. No, nope. never can stay away from you, Paul. <laughs> How is your, how's your week going? Hey, it's going well. I'm very excited and glad to be on another episode, learning more about um, the food industry and about farming, and it's always exciting. So this is going to be good. It is going to be good. Our guest today is really important to us here at Utopia Hen Farms, yeah. um, and I believe that um, yeah, she's going to be able to shed just a lot of light and a lot of information on a lot of the questions our consumers so commonly have yeah. regarding animal welfare and humane treatment of animals uh, when it comes to food production and specifically eggs. Um, so Lindsay is the communications and uh, marketing and social media manager for Certified Humane. Um, and Certified Humane is um, huge to us. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a huge third-party certification that that we go through uh, mm -hmm. with most of our SKUs. Um, I think all of them except our duck eggs. And yeah. that the only reason that is because they do not have a certification program set up for ducks. And, as of yet. and hint, hint, they're working on it. So that's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah, yes, um, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Lindsay Turner. Lindsay, thanks so much for joining Utopia Hen Talk. We're excited to have you. Me too. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate the time. Yeah. So before we jump into... Uh, Certified Humane and talking about that. Why don't you give our listeners a little bit uh, of information about you, who you are, where you're from, family situation. We'd love to get to know you a little better. Sure. Um, my, my name is Lindsay. I've worked at Certified Humane now for, oh, I think about five years at this point. Um, I am currently living in Rappahannock County, Virginia, which is in my opinion, one of the most beautiful places on the planet. Um, and I live here with my two children who are four and nine months and um, my husband as well and we just absolutely love the rural life we like the wildlife we like waking up every day and seeing um you know the the uh bald eagles that are flying around now which is pretty wow. cool and uh you know we just like the the slower lifestyle out here and um just the whole atmosphere is great so love that um i grew up in 4-h so i, I very much very much came from a rural background and though i never have been a farmer um, I care very much about animal welfare, especially in farming. So, yeah. That's great. That's yeah. awesome. Thanks for that background. Um, so what do you do for hobbies? Like you have two young kids, married, living out in Virginia. <laughs> what is what, what are some hobbies for you look like? 
I'd say, um, you know, I, I actually enjoy mowing the lawn when I can do that. I know that sounds like not a real hobby, but I do love it that. It is. Yeah, it's um, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I also just like, you know, playing with kids, being outside when it's nice out. Um, and we actually, you know, we did the the thing that everybody did during COVID. We got a, a conversion van, which we love, yeah. the pop top. Yeah. Really fun. Nice. Like, you haven't got a whole lot of camping, but it's nice to take it out, you know, to a place and just kind of set it up and be there with the kids and have the comfort of we can go inside if we want. So it's been nice. That's very nice. Is that, is that like a van or is that just like an attachment to a van? So ours is, um, it's an Econoline van from 1992. It's got like three oh, yeah. on it. Yeah. And then what they did was whoever had it um, that we bought it from, they had this really cool company. I can't remember, I can't remember the name of it, but they did these conversions and it has a little top that you push up and it becomes a second story. With another oh, wow. Nice. And it's way cool. It's got like the cooking elements and the whole, the whole nine. We just love it. So it's, it's a lot of fun. That's very cool. That's neat. Yeah. I feel like that should be on our bucket list around here to that make should. a utopia hen conversion van. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I'm down. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I, you know, I'm not handy and uh, actually my husband's not the handiest either. So you know, we've had to have a couple people help us out with some repairs on it, but otherwise it's been really fun. So that's cool. Yeah. Great. So let's start, um, let's start at the beginning of, of your whole journey with certified humane and yeah. just your interest in, animal welfare and the humane treatment of animals. And where did that all get started for you? Where was that spark lit? So after, um, after working in retail management for about, um, almost 20 years, actually, um, I got the opportunity to run a certified humane butcher shop and grocery store, um, in Virginia. And I really jumped at the opportunity because it just sounded so exciting. And it was tied to a certified humane farm and they supplied the meats and the, the eggs and everything from that farm directly to the store. So I had a very close relationship with both the farm, the store, the meat processing plant, the, um, you know, the, the whole business was, was just one conglomerate of, you know, just people that cared, people that were passionate about animal welfare. And um, I was able to go go there a couple times a week just to the farm, to the store, and just um, seeing how how much passion the staff had for the happiness of the animals and the comfort of the animals, and seeing the animals living in their natural environment, being able to express natural behaviors was critical. So um, it really made an impression on me. And then just the consumer base of the customers that came in, the vast majority of them were specifically shopping in our store because they cared very much about the treatment of the animals before they were purchasing, be it their Thanksgiving turkey or their dozen eggs, they cared. And um, seeing that passion from, you know, farmer down to consumer was so inspiring for me. And eventually, after a couple of years, um, I reached out to Mimi Stein, who is our director at Certified Humane right now, with an interest of doing more for the Certified Humane program. And I was so lucky that she brought me in and made me a part of the team. Um, and I started off doing the inspection coordination, um, meeting up with the inspectors and the farmers and the producers and just setting them up for their first um, or or their many, um, uh, basically for their first inspection or, or their subsequent inspections. And um, since then, I really kind of grew and tried to work out the social media and marketing aspect of the company. And I, I just, I cared very much about reaching more consumers and letting them know about the program and about how hard the producers work to be a part of the program and why it matters to the people on our program, not just the consumer. So um, from that point forward, I, I took over social media. So 
Yeah. For our listeners who may not know, I mean, I'm assuming most of them probably do, but would you mind giving us a little, uh, a little introduction to what exactly Certified Humane is, and then maybe a little history of how that got started? I mean, I have here, you know, it's a, it's a registered nonprofit certification organization. Um, it's in Washington, D.C. area dedicated to improving the lives of farm, farm animals and food production from birth through slaughter. Um, so if you wouldn't mind just giving us a little bit uh, of background um, yeah. on that and sort of the history. You know, um, the history generally is is really inspiring. Adele Jolly, who, who started the whole program back in 1998, um, she was working in D.C. and um, in and had experience in lobbying, but she was... Um, completely, completely shocked at the treatment of farm animals, especially in um, factory farm settings. And she wanted to make a difference. And she went as far as cashing in her entire 401k to start this organization because she felt that strongly about the treatment of farm animals in the food system. That alone is a massively exciting, you know, uh, I just, I can't even imagine putting all of my, sorry to be lame, but all of my eggs into one basket, you know, like she <laughs> didn't know how this is going to work. Yeah. Um, but, but she, she went all in because she knew it was the right thing to do. And, um, and, and people just jumped on board and, um, you know, she, she just started such an amazing program, but basically Certified Humane, you know, we, yes, we are a nonprofit organization. We are a voluntary inspection. Um, you know, producers who subject themselves to these very stringent standards do so voluntarily. They don't do it because they have to. Um, and they have to do what it takes to meet our strong standards. And our standards are based on science. They're not based on anything but that. And um, we have a scientific committee with people like Temple Grandin, Dr. Temple Grandin. I don't know if everyone has heard of her. If you haven't, please go search her and go watch a lot of amazing uh, documentaries and movies about her life, which is absolutely awe-inspiring. And just generally speaking, all the people involved in the program are inspiring down to the consumers, down to the producers. Um, people care from, you know, the, the people in the store picking up that carton of eggs that says certified humane on it. Um, and they trace that all the way back to the farmer that cared about the hens in their care. And, um, I, I just, I really, I really feel so passionate about the program because I know it's based on such stringent standards on top of the fact that, you know, we are so, we're so transparent about what the expectation is. And if you're a consumer out there and you don't know the first thing about what we require, please go to certifiedhumane.org, click on how we work, read the standards, soup to nuts, start at the top, end at the bottom, you know, tell us if you have any questions, call me, email me, um, send me a message on Instagram and really see what we're requiring for the animals. Um, we want everyone to know. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's a big thing that our, that our consumers want is that transparency. Um, and there's so much whitewashing and so much, you know, false information out there right now. And I know for us, it's a way for us to, you know, just validate what we're already doing and just yes. get that certification that it's not us saying what we're doing, you know, cause in today's day, unfortunately you can't believe that. And so to, for people to be able to look at a third party certification has done amazing for us. And, you know, we, we, that's what we want, you know, being hundred percent certified humane is our, goal and we have brands that are that and that is just awesome um and yeah i mean 
thank you guys so much for all you do to help ensure that. And that's just, that's incredible. We love it. You know, just to make it clear for, for those of you out there who are purchasing something with a certified humane logo, you know, it's not just that the farmers are, are going through this very vigorous inspection. Um, you know, we're also tracing it from, from yeah. start to finish. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the eggs that you are buying, they are able to be traced back to the farm that they came from to ensure yeah. that what's in that carton is what it what it says. Yeah. Um, you know, and that that is also a lengthy process that producers go through. Um, it's not, it's not just the farm inspection. It's making sure that they're telling the truth about what's in the carton and it's, it's important to us. Yeah. And it's not a once and done. That's another thing that's, you know, it's important for the consumers to know, like that is a continual work in progress that you all do amazing job at just continuing to be like, you know, you got this, keep going, you know, we're going to come back and check in on you. And, you know, we could lose our certification. You know, it's, it's one of those things like you need to maintain yourself and continue, continue to move forward. And it's that journey. And yeah, it's, that's amazing. Yeah, exactly. And and that's another thing to be clear about, like you were just saying, you know, um, we take this, we take the certification seriously and, and you guys do too. And the fact of the matter is, yeah, not everybody passes and not everybody gets the certification and, you know, some people lose their certification possibly, but it, we we mean what we say and we say what we mean and we we hold people to these standards and you know that's that's just the reality of it so yeah it's yeah. it's got to mean something the logo means something to us it's more than just it's more than just words and a trademark on a package yeah, yeah. i think it means i think just along those lines i think that's something that we like to convey to our listeners is you can have companies, you can have brands that are claiming certain things, but that certification, um, specifically certified humane, is sort of our like our third party verification. It's our stamp of stamp of approval that the claims that we're making, like, yeah, this is true because we've gone through this process. We're continually be being held to this standard. Yeah. Um, so I think it's great. It's important for us and our consumers. So yeah, thanks for thanks for giving us giving us that explanation. Um, so I think you sort of mentioned it briefly, but how did you, uh, your career with Certified Humane, would you mind going a little deeper into that? Like how that sort of, how that picked up, like where where they found you or you found them? Go a little bit more into detail on that for our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. So the the store that I worked for was, was Certified Humane. Um, and, you know, at the time, you know, I went through the inspection process myself. So yes, they inspected the farm that produced, um, you know, the the animal products that we sold in the butcher shop and, and the case, but also, um, you know, they inspected the store, they inspected the meat processing facility, and it is, as it says, a birth through slaughter process. Um, so every aspect of it, and I just saw how very, um, very stringent it was and how strict it was and, and what the standards really meant including on my end, which was more about traceability and, you know, taking the stake in the case back to the farm, you know, and out the door. So, so proving that. And um, I just, I felt very inspired by the fact that, you know, I could see these animals on the farm um, living out their best life and also living a life that allowed them to express their natural behaviors and to do what the animals do and not, Um, and, and, and just knowing that I had the ability to see that with my own eyes and feel good about what I was doing for a living at that point. Um, and then, you know, I knew Mimi through other people and, um, I was, I was just really inspired to take it a step further. And I just really wanted to work for the certifying body that did this and made this possible and inspired, you know, both consumers, producers, and farmers to, to do the right thing for farm animals. Um, you know, and, and so many animals are living in conditions in factory farming settings where they don't have space. They're not able to express their natural behaviors. 
Um, they're not getting treatment if they're sick. Um, you know, a, a lot of things like that. And, you know, a lot of people, maybe they don't realize this or maybe they do. Um, but, but those that do usually care very much. And, um, and when you realize that there are alternatives out there that you can support, um, you know, it becomes something that you, that you want to do and that you want to tell your friends about. And so I wanted to be a part of making that happen more. And I wanted to be a part of helping, um, you know, more farms become certified humane and also for the public, especially to know what the program is about. And it is about scientific standards for animal welfare. And it is about the fact that everyone at Certified Humane knows and believes that animals are sentient beings that feel and feel pain, feel emotions, and you know deserve a dignified life. And that is why um, we do what we do. And I wanted to be a part of that team and it is a wonderful team to be a part of. This next question I wanna ask, I wanna tread lightly on it, um, but it's something that we had sort of talked a little bit about. I think you were sort of heading in that direction. Um, we had mentioned it in one of our previous calls before yeah. hopping on to record. Um, sort of talking about, I mean, we talk about, you know, food production from birth through slaughter and sort of finding that balance between, okay, how are we treating animals humanely, animal welfare and all this stuff. But then there is that aspect of animal products and, you know, and I mean, and animal byproducts and stuff like that. And how do you find that balance and how do you approach it as, as an organization, you know, such as yourself, like, where do you find that balance and what's your what is your explanation for that? Because I'm sure there's a lot of listeners who are, who are going to be wondering those types of things. We, we want to make sure that, you know, the millions of animals that are in the food system, and there are millions of animals in the food system right now, that, that they are treated with respect and, and with dignity. And we have scientific standards for that. And a lot of us have feelings about how we think an animal should live its life as human beings. I do not personally have a food, I'm sorry, not a food science, a, an animal science background. And that's why we rely on a scientific committee of veterinarians and animal scientists to help develop these standards. And also they review them often and they, they um, teach the farmers, the producers about them as well if they have questions. But you know, making sure that the animal from birth to slaughter is given the most the most ability to live a natural life in the sense that it's able to express its natural behaviors and treated with dignity, be it if an animal is ill, you know, they're, they're treated. Um, you don't just have a certified humane animal who's sick and just let it be sick. That's, that's not part of the program. Um, you know, but I think all in all, you know, I think a lot of us try to attach maybe what we think we would want um, when yeah. we're, when we look at a hen or we look at a pig or we look at a cow and what it really comes down to is the, what the animal wants and not what we want and what the animal needs and not what we need. And I, I think that's a delicate balance to walk. And that's why we, re we rely on the science to make those determinations and not on our human perceived notions of what animals want, because we tend to be wrong. <laughs> if, really if, we're, if we're going based on what we, we think we would want if we were a chicken, for example. Yeah. I, just like, yeah. For example, with, you know, chickens are not, um, they're not introvert. 
<laughs> chickens never want to be by themselves, right? They no. always want to be together. They always want to flock together. And so again, an introvert could look at that and be like, whoa, they're always beside each other. They need space, you know, where it's like, they always want to be together. And it's just, exactly. it's interesting how that works. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So when you have chickens out on pasture, right. And you have, um, you know, shade coverings and things of that nature, you don't see them all hanging out by themselves. You're right. You see them all flock together, cuddling underneath, you know, that little, yeah. that little tree or that, that shade covering yeah. <laughs> that you provided for them. And that's what they want. Yeah. Um, they do, they do like the, they also feel the safety. Um, they're also looking out for, you know, in the wide open space, they need somewhere to, to get underneath because they're yeah. worried about or afraid of predators, for example, yeah. like a yeah. hawk or an eagle or something, you know, the, the hens care about that. They're also yeah. looking out for And they're very that. smart. They're very smart. Yeah, 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 you can't you can't mess with chickens. I've I've tried flying my drone, for example, and they'll take that as a hawk, and they'll be really going. And it's oh just... yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and you know they get they also you know when when people are approaching them, they tend to flock together too, yeah. and and you know that's just that's just their nature, and that makes them feel safer and you know in close in close uh, cuddles, basically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, it's also interesting is like, you know, they can, you know, we would think barefoot in the snow, like that's horrible. But you know, chickens, like they kind of like the cooler weather sometimes. And they're yeah. they're sometimes going out there. And you know, it's like, there's no grass. Why are they running around in the snow? But it's like, they don't put no shoes on, they just go and it's yeah. that's okay. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I think another another thing that consumers, um, you know, really, if they don't know, they should know. Most of the producers on our program care very much about environmental sustainability mm -hmm. and about the soil and about crop rotation and about um, rotating the, yeah. the animals throughout pasture mm -hmm. and making sure that they yeah. have, you know, fresh areas to peck and, you know, dust bathe in and everything else too. So um, our producers, they already care so much about the animals and and all of them care just as much about the planet yeah so, yeah that's great and another thing i'm i'm just impressed like i mean certified humane hasn't been around like that long like you said i think you said 99 maybe um, um it was um what was the year 98 98 maybe 98, 98 1998 yeah. was so i mean again that is what almost 25 years but it's still yeah. like amazing that's like how big certified humane has gotten and how recognized it's become yeah and i just think that's amazing i mean there's really not that many certifications like certified humane um, yeah and i think it's also important too with our you know with our logo it's things can be confusing you know yeah. um there's so many claims made on packaging like you all were saying before um and when you see the certified humane logo on your package it says what it means and, and and it's not confusing you know you read the word certified humane hopefully you visit certifiedhumane.org and you see what that what that actually entails and what that means and what the you know what the um where the egg came from so yeah yeah i'll let you judge whether or not to answer this question um Certified humane, sometimes the word humane in people might trigger like, well, how is, how is, you know, raising animals for slaughter or, you know, using, use eating chickens or eating meat? How is that humane in any way? And I think this is sort of where I was going with my previous question, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, even though I like the way we took it. But um, what, what is, what does certified humane have to say to, to questions like that? Do you get questions like that? Something oh, like yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely do. You know, um, I, I'm sure that I'm sure there are lots of um, lots of different different responses for this question, but the one that really um, the one that really hit me the hardest, and and that means that defines it the best for me is as follows. You know, there was a Gallup poll done, I think in about 2019, 2018. 
Um, and it showed that the uh, two to 3% of the American, okay, the United States population is vegetarian and or vegan, right? And over the past decade, that number has stayed about the same. It has not grown, it is not, or if it's growing, it's not exponentially. So as far as I can tell, the vast majority of people in this country are going to continue to use and eat animal products like eggs, meat, so on and so forth. Um, and in, and unless that were to change, you know, um, the most humane thing that we can do is to support farms and farmers who are doing the right thing for animal welfare and treating animals with respect and dignity based on scientific standards that meet the needs of the animal. And, you know, supporting farms and farmers that do the right thing in treating animals well um, makes a difference. You know, trying to trying to convince the world to go vegetarian or vegan, you know, that's that's up to people to do. They can certainly, certainly, you know, do that. And, and I, I don't I don't discourage people from, you know, um, following their passions and 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 so and that thing but the the fact of the matter is i know the vast majority of people and in, in the united states and worldwide world, worldwide are still going to consume animal products and we have to do right by the animals that are in the food system and since they are in the food system right now and we don't see that changing we need to then change the process that treats them well so mm -hmm. that's that's really I hope that's not too all over the place, but no, no, I love that explanation because we are going to have, we're going to find people who come from all different places and yeah. had people on, you know, who listen to our podcast and everything who are probably going to fall on, on different, different sides of the yeah. issue. So it's great to hear from, from you just sort of, yeah, I feel like that's a great way to approach it. Just approach it as, Hey, here's where we are as a world. Here's, here's what the majority of people are doing. And because these animals are already in this process, um, then how can we do it in the most, you know, the most humane way possible? Yeah, I think you guys are doing great. And we've been, yeah, we've, yeah, it's been great working with you guys and being able to have that certification on our products just to, yeah, reassure our consumers and everything that, you know, we're doing all we can to give our animals the best lives they can possibly live. So, yeah. And I think no matter where you fall on the spectrum, like, I think everybody can acknowledge that, yes, we, I want to take care of the animals as best as possible, you know, whether I eat it or not, or whether I, you know, mm. I still want to get behind that. And I think that's, what's so cool about this is like, I feel like everybody has a meeting ground on it. Mm -hmm. um, and so no matter where you stand on it, it's like, we can still all be in support of ethical treatment of our animals. So that's, that's really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is, um, the the process for becoming certified humane i think we can speak to it a little bit from our experience and uh and then you can sort of maybe maybe there's farmers out there who are listening who haven't gone through the certification process as of yet but maybe they're interested yeah. would you mind from your perspective giving us a little bit of a rundown of what they would be in for what to anticipate and how to get that started Absolutely. So, you know, before anyone decides they want to become certified, um, I would highly recommend that they visit certifiedhumane.org, um, visit our standards under how we work, and read the standards specific to the species you're raising, be it, you know, uh, laying hens, goats, 
for mm-hmm. dairy or, you know, dairy cows. We do have, we do have dairy cows on the program as well. Um, and just read that very thoroughly. And then first, if you have any questions about our standards, um, I would, I would first recommend addressing those before filling out an application and asking us questions about those and how you can meet the standards. Um, then once you, once you feel compelled, or if you, if you want to go through with the process, you would fill out an application also available on our website and turn that into Laura at certifiedhumane.org, um, or you can send it to info at certifiedhumane.org. But Laura is going to be your contact person that starts getting you ready and prepared, um, you know, sends you sends you the um, the dates that, you know, you could be inspected and you just kind of go from there. Um, then you have an inspector come out to your farm or your facility and, you know, first view the animals for the, the entire process. Um, and you also have them looking at records, doing... Um, Things like, you know, testing the air quality, for example, inside of your hen houses. Um, They want to make sure that you have, you know, the levels of ammonia are not high. Um, That's just, that's one of many things that you're going to be checked for. Um, And also they're going to look at your veterinary medical records and things of that nature. So it's, it's a very involved process that you're, you're going to be going through. Um, Then after that, you you know, um, you wait a period of time and, and go through the process of, you know, addressing any nonconformances if you have any. And then after that, um, you go from there. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for giving us that rundown. Yeah. Um, is there any, uh, I guess we sort of addressed this a little bit, but maybe from, yeah. Are there, are there any myths or anything that you have found, uh, that sort of linger around the whole animal welfare slash certified humane place that as you've sort of, gotten into this space and been working there for a certain amount of time, you sort of come to realize, you know, this preconceived notion or something that is floating around in the world maybe isn't true, or has there been anything like that, that, that you found? You know, I do think, I, I do think that there is, I think a lot of, a lot of people, like you were saying earlier, you know, you notice that the hens, they like to kind of gather together out in the pasture, for example, or, or that kind of thing. Um, you know, animals are communal. They want to be together. Um, I do, I do think that is, that is one of the things, um, that people see. I also think that just generally, you know, again, like I said, I think I said earlier, but I think we, we try to put a lot of our human feelings and human needs onto animals and animals are different than we are and they have different needs and different requirements. And that's why I think it's so good to, um, read the standards and the standards have the why behind them in there while you're reading it. Um, so, you know, educating yourselves as a consumer is, is a huge, huge benefit. And also I would, I would recommend following a lot of our producers on social media so you can see what life on the farm is. A lot of them are showing the environment that the animals are in. Um, and, and a lot of them are talking about, you know, welfare as well as just, um, you know, sustainability and, and environmental um, concerns as well. So I think, I think there's a lot to learn. And there may be things that you learn from the producers or learn from our program that you didn't even think about before. And yeah. um, I just really encourage everybody to take as much advantage as they can of, of our website and just to, to follow our producers and see what they do. Great. So how has um, transitioning a little bit uh, out of the whole Certified Humane talk to maybe more your career and your passions? And I mean, obviously Certified Humane is a part of that, but how has that um, improved or impacted your day to day? You know, um, the, the second I started working for that certified humane store and my husband and I, you know, started really 
seeing with our own eyes, you know, how raising animals should be, we completely, um, we just made it completely illegal to have anything in our house that was not certified humane um, going forward. And we have never, we have never backtracked on that since. Um, you know, I don't even know if people know this, but you can even go as far as pet food is certified humane. Like there's certain, we have certain producers on our program that do that too. So um, you have a lot of options out there that you may not realize that you even have. And, and um, you know, it just, it really put us into a headspace of thinking about how we can make these differences um, and set the example for our family, our children, and, and some of our friends too, as we talk to them about the program as well, and just, you know, what it means and, and how some animals just don't, you know, don't have a quality of life, um, like, like the animals who are part of the program. So, so that was important to us, um, just as a family and not just as a career thing. So, yeah. Very good. And it's also a great way for you to be able to then, you know, be able to feel what the consumers feel because you are one of them Yes. <laughs> and, and be able to know that. And that's, yeah. that's very, very cool and very important. Drive demand. Like, you know, it, you do, you do vote with your choices um, yeah. in the grocery yeah. store. You, you do make a difference when you just ask your grocery store, do you have certified humane options? You know, mm -hmm. um, Hey, I'd really like to see certified humane eggs, or I'd like to see whatever, whatever the product is. Um, and, you know, I was a store manager for over 20 years in various places, and we do care about what the customer wants because you all are the ones spending the money in our four walls, and that's that's what matters. So, you know, use your use your power, and you have the power as the consumer. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think the consumers realize that sometimes how much power they have. It's really not in the manufacturer's hands at all. <laughs> no, and it totally makes a difference. It makes a difference in the lives of farm animals because they're already, like we said, in the food system. And you are encouraging more farmers to get the certification that is necessary. So it's 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 a good thing to to use that power that you have. Yeah. It's very easy. Yeah, no, and I think something else I was gonna say is like you know, along with the whole voting with your dollar, voting with what matters to you, mm -hmm. realizing that, you know, so often I feel like we can be like, we want to do something with our lives or we want to be something or I want to get my hands dirty. And, you know, so often it's that it's like, what can I really do? I live in an area that I don't have a garden or I can't raise chickens. And, yeah. you know, but really the product you buy and having it certified humane and, you know, really knowing what you're doing <laughs> in the return is actually doing what your heart wants often and is able to do that. And that's where learning to know your brands and that transparency through certified community and all that is super important. Yeah. Yeah. And we have a lot of, you know, we have a lot of, we have a lot of people that talk to us, you know, some of them are, for example, vegetarians and they want options for their family that eats meat at Thanksgiving, for example, you know, and they still want to, you know, um, meet with their family once, but also feel, um, feel the impact of, of doing what they can to do the right thing for the animals. So they, they're glad to see a certification like this to give them that option. We also have so many amazing, um, supporters that do things like, you know, fill out, um, you know, surveys for their stores. They thank their grocery store managers or their grocery store buyers for carrying certified humane products for the impact it makes for animals. You know, you don't have to just buy certified humane. Um, you can literally petition your store to carry more products. You can literally thank them for carrying these products, whether you use them or don't. Um, and a lot of people do that. We even have people who request, you know, collateral so they can, you know, talk to their community and, and talk to their neighbors about the program and, and what a difference it makes for animals. And we really appreciate that. So absolutely, it's, it's very helpful. That's great. Um, so what's one of the, the 
I don't know, something maybe you didn't expect as you've, you know, pursued this and been, you know, working with Certified Humane and just uh, chasing after your passions in, in, in that whole world? Like, what's something that that has given you that maybe you didn't expect going into it? You know, I um, I had, I've, I've done a lot of different things that I did not expect to do. One of those was um, I, I had a chance to attend and um, American Veterinary Medical Association conference a couple of years ago called Humane Endings. And um, it had to do with, um, you know, slaughtering euthanasia. Um, and not just for farm animals. I mean, it was it was for zoo animals and, and other and others. Um, it was it was extremely, extremely eye opening. Um, I didn't know a lot about the practice. Um, and and I had the opportunity to sit back and and watch Temple Grandin get up and speak about um to speak about the process and how how respectful she is, but also just how she really understands the animal. I mean, and she really understands their needs and it's it's fully based on a deep knowledge and scientific scope that, you know, that's why we have to have people who had this education and life experience to know how to guide the rest of us to do the right thing. And it's, it's, it was so, so um, unexpected and so awesome to be able to go to something like that and to, to really see the parts that we don't like to think about or talk about. So, yeah. Great. Yeah. I love that. So what's been your favorite part of the journey so far? You know, I think um, for, for us, it's just hearing from consumers hearing from producers, how passionate they are about the program on both ends of the spectrum, especially for the end goal, which is for the animals. Um, mm -hmm. Every single person in our office cares so much about the animals and cares so much about helping, um, helping the producers to do the right thing and also inspiring consumers. But just generally speaking, you know, when Adele started this company years ago, she she started us off on a course that when people learn about it, they want to jump in and get, get involved and they want to continue to drive the drive this forward, which is continuing to have more and more animals certified under these humane standards so that fewer and fewer animals have to suffer. And that's that's why people wake up every day and go to work for the company we work for. Love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming close to to our time. Um, normally we do a little rapid fire session. Uh, don't do it with everybody, but sometimes we have a little extra time on our hands as we do with this episode. So we're going to hit you with some questions. Uh, George will keep your time. Uh, these are a little more lighthearted and a little bit more just give our listeners something to, to, to maybe find in common with you um, more so than certified humane. Uh, so Whenever you're ready, I'll fire the questions. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> All right. So if you had to choose one, music, movies, or books? Probably music. Okay. And favorite music artist? Oh, man. I would say uh, the Black Crows are my favorite. Okay. You guys might be a little young for that. but the Black A little Crows. bit. <laughs> they're great. They're great. Look them up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, introvert or extrovert? I would say I'm a pretty happy medium, but I tend to go on the side of extrovert, though I'm nervous. So yeah. <laughs> if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? You know, I um, I currently love living in Rappahannock County, Virginia. I love it so much. I don't know if I ever want to leave. I love it. That's great. That's a very good place to be, right? Where you can just enjoy where you're at right now. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I love it. I would say that's that's over 50% of our answers. I think that is. Most most people, they're right where they want to be. So I think, yeah, I think it's maybe the younger guests that we bring on that are more like, oh, I'd love to live across the ocean. Paul, if you could could live anywhere, where would you be? Right here, George. (laughs) (laughs) All right, last question. If you could have coffee with any historical figure, who would you choose? Other than Paul. (laughs) <laughs> oh man Historical. that's a tough one that's a tough yeah. one Whew. um uh, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know that, I, that's that's too that's too deep of a question deep of a question okay yeah oh man that would be very difficult to pick one um wow okay well i got a i got a different question for you then we can get about that what is your favorite animal Ooh. My favorite animal, and um, you know, I love farm animals. I think that I think that bison are so cool yes. and, there you go. and majestic. Mm. And um, you know, I love I love to see the uh, the footage that some of our producers of the program share because I've never been up close and personal to any of them. Yeah, uh, but they just look so massive and beautiful and cool. And uh, yeah, I'd say that's probably my favorite animal, even though I haven't been able to wrap my arms around one, which would probably not be safe, but yeah. <laughs> probably not. Awesome. And do you have a favorite farm animal? Um, I would have to say I really, I do love, um, I do love hens. My mother-in-law occasionally raises hens in the backyard and we, we live on the same property. And uh, I love watching my daughter out there with them in the yard. It's really cute. And um, yeah, I think they're just great. I think they're a great, a great project for a family. If you're interested in raising hens, I, I would highly recommend it. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for playing along there. Hopefully that gives our audience a you know chance to get to know you a little better. Um, yeah. It's been, it's been great having you on. Like, just this yeah. conversation has been really beneficial uh, to us and I'm sure our listeners are just going to be able to pull a lot out of it. Um, so one last question I'll hit you with is, are there any questions or topics you wish that we had discussed? You know, I think, I think we covered a lot of ground here and, um, you know, I just encourage everybody out there to, to ask questions, read mm. standards, yeah. um, ask, ask the folks at, you know, Utopian, ask, um, ask us here at Certified Humane, please reach out, um, email me, it's lindsay at certifiedhumane.org or message me on Instagram, message me on our Facebook at Certified Humane Official or Certified Humane on Facebook, but, um, ask questions all day long. We are happy to address them. And if I don't have an answer for you, I will find you the answer after we reach out to our scientific committee. So um, I just, I highly encourage people to learn as much as they can about the food that they consume. And if you don't consume animal products and you still support our program, regardless, we appreciate all of the support that we get and we just do it for the farm animals in the food system. And that's what keeps us up at thank you very much yeah thank you so much well there you go folks that's where you can find out more about uh certified humane go to their website social media reach out to Lindsay. um yeah Lindsay, it's been just a pleasure chatting with you and getting to know you a little bit more and getting to know a little bit more behind the scenes of of certified humane so thanks for bringing that information to our listeners today thank yeah. you guys so much for the time i had a great time Absolutely. All right, George. Well, do you want to close this uh, episode out and then cue the music? Hey, let's do that. Cue the music. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time on Utopia Hen Talk. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to Utopia Hen Talk, where we believe that making a big difference starts with one small act. 
One small decision, one small change, one small promise to simply do better. Join us on the journey.